Well, I have a really, really long... No, I don't have a long sermon. You're, you'll, you'll be happy to know that. We just, we just got part of the message already. We just got the word, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, and I want to ask you a question of what, what am I feeling right now? Okay, one, two, three. There you go. Good. That was the correct answer. Good. Uh, uh, joy is our theme today. Good news of great joy. And, and, and what is it that the angel said to the shepherd? Read, read with me here. I bring you good news of great joy. And we say that over and over again. But you know, there's just a little bit more to that message. There's something else. I bring you good news of great joy, but there's more. That will be for all the people. Let's read the whole thing together. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Joy, it's a great word, it's a, it's a great feeling, it's a popular word around Christmas, we hear it in songs, we just sing joy to the world, there's other songs about joy, and you see it in a lot of decorations on people's lawns, and we were at our kids' preschool program at Knox Presbyterian the other day, and they have, they have giant letters this high in their narthex that say J-O-Y, and uh, Oren loved climbing all over those the other day. Joy is a popular word, it's a popular on the cards that we send, and it's uh, popular in the decorations that we put up. It's also popular, as you've probably noticed, in advertising this time of year. People think you will experience more joy if you shop at their place, right? And now all the things that come online. I got this in the mail this week from Waste Management, my friends at Waste Management. See, I got a, I got a bagster. Yeah, I got a bagster this fall. Do you know what a bagster is? That's what it's like when you don't need a whole dumpster and they put these great big bags on your, on your, on your uh, driveway. And we tore down an old shed and we filled up the bagster and took it away. You know, and once you've ordered one thing online, they think you want it all the time after that. Have you noticed that? And so bagster is like, we're going to go after this guy now. And we think he wants to get more, rid of more stuff. And they call it the joy of gone. Isn't that great? The joy of gone. Who loves throwing stuff away? Yes! And who of you is like, oh, you never know when you might need it. I know who you are too. You know who you are. So the joy of keep maybe for you. Uh, but I am a joy of goner. So this thing kind of appealed to me. I didn't get another bagster yet. But, you know, this, this is joy. But, you know, I like getting rid of stuff. But I wouldn't say that it really gives me like a deep, deep joy. Like the kind that the shepherds were experiencing as they heard the good news of Jesus. I think the question now, so what is joy? What is joy? And I've got two answers this morning that I want to give us, or at least work with. First of all, joy is not always the same as happiness. Joy is not always the same as happiness. And second, the great joy of Jesus is for all people. Those are two things we're going to talk about for just a few minutes, okay? Joy is not always the same as happiness. It's an important lesson to learn, and we'll get to it later, but we also got to remember that sometimes it is. Sometimes joy is the same as happiness. Sometimes it, it is a woo-hoo, this makes me so happy, and I'm filled with joy, and I'm about ready to burst, I'm so excited, and I'm happy. The shepherds were filled, they were happy to know that this baby had been born. They were happy that somebody paid attention to them who people usually didn't pay attention to them. It makes more sense that they ran excited to Jerusalem than, oh, we are experiencing a deep joy to know that God has fulfilled his promise and a Messiah has been born. It's a deep, deep joy. No, they were happy. It was a happy joy that they experienced as they heard this good news. For us, we are experiencing things in our family that are are difficult, but we're experiencing things in our family that have brought us joy and happiness. Our oldest son is getting married this year. He's 37. We're excited for him. We're excited that we got a new granddaughter this last year, and it's fun to see her growing up. We have a joy, and it's a happy joy. 
So joy is not always the same as happiness, but sometimes it is. But a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's not because life is hard. The shepherd's life was hard. They were outside. It was cold at that time of year. The shepherds had to work outside. The, uh, the people really didn't like them or care for them very much. It was a job that nobody else wanted to do. And if you were born a shepherd, you stayed a shepherd. There was no upward mobility for shepherds. It was a, a hard job to do that nobody wanted to do. And people tried to avoid them. They didn't like them. When we were driving from Jerusalem this summer down through the wilderness to get to Jericho and the Jordan River, it's a, it's a bleak landscape with hardly anything growing. And all that you see is some horrible little shanties inhabited by Bedouin shepherds and their scrawny sheep trying to find something to eat. It's a hard life now. It was a hard life then. And even this baby, the Messiah, um, was, was exciting news to them that God was fulfilling his promises, but basically it really wouldn't change their everyday hard life very much, if at all. And so it was not a very happy time, but those shepherds did know a deep joy that God was with them, that God had paid attention to them, that God cared for them, that God was fulfilling his promises to them. Sometimes joy is not the same as happiness because life is hard. Mary and Joseph's life was hard. We tell the story over and over again, but we've got to realize the Roman government forced them to leave their home in Nazareth and travel many, many miles with Mary at the end of her pregnancy to go to Bethlehem. They were forced by their government to move. They had to travel to Bethlehem. There was no place for them to stay. You know that part of it. But think about the situation there of nothing to care for them. And even though this wonderful child was born to them, their life would still be hard. It would be hard having this child. In fact, after he was born, and and we saw evil King Herod up here, played wonderfully by, by Parker, that he went after all of the babies in Bethlehem because he did not want anybody else to be king. And so Mary and Joseph and Jesus had to run away to Egypt. They were refugees and had to stay there until they got the news that Herod had died. It was not a very happy life for them. But now Mary and Joseph could experience a joy, though, that God was with them and a joy that God loved them, and a joy that God cared for them, and God was doing amazing things through them. And that was going to give them strength to endure and to do this. Joy is not always the same as happiness, because life is hard. And the Bible talks about that. In fact, in the book of James, chapter 1, the second verse, it says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That sounds crazy at first. Consider it pure pure joy? Well, maybe it's that kind of deep joy. But pure joy? When you encounter various trials in your life, when hard things happen, consider it pure joy. Because you know that the testing of faith produces perseverance, it actually makes you stronger to go through these things. And there's a deep joy knowing that God is with you and God has given you the strength to do it. 
Some of you might know the name Rick and Kay Warren. They moved to Southern California about 35, 37 years ago, and they decided that God was calling them to start a church, and they started this little, little church called Saddleback Church. And that little church today probably has 20,000 people worshiping at it, you know? And, and, and probably they don't know everybody's name in their church now, I'm thinking, Okay. But they had a vision for that church. And Rick has been a, an amazing pastor and a writer. He wrote the Purpose Driven Life series and all that. But Kay Warren is also a, a, an author in her own right. And she has written a book um, called uh, Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough. Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough. And she says in an article that I read about her that she is not a really, she's not a bubbly, outgoing, effervescent person. She describes herself as a person who's a little bit of a a melancholy person, which means she's prone sometimes to depression and sadness. They've experienced some deep pain in their life as they lost a son a few years ago after he struggled for years with his mental health. She's experienced deep pain, but she wrote this book called Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough. And so she gives a definition in her book, and this is it. She says that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Let's look at that a little bit. She said it's the settled assurance. Settled. There's an assurance that God is in control. I don't always see it, but that God is taking care of me. And secondly, there's a quiet confidence that he is working out his ultimate plan. Eventually, Jesus is going to make all things new. Eventually, Jesus is going to come and restore all things. And we're in that process now of Christ making all things new. And we have a confidence that even when things are struggling, that it's coming. And then thirdly, a determined choice. A determined choice to choose praise of God even on the dark days and say, I praise you, God, and thank you that you are at work. I don't thank you for these hard things. I don't thank you for the trials, but I thank you that you are at work. Joy is not always the same as happiness because life is hard, but joy can be a deep gift from God. That God loves me no matter what. That God is working. That God will someday bring all things to completion. And we choose joy giving thanks to God in all things. Joy is not always the same as happiness. My second point. The great joy of Jesus is for all people. Now, I have experienced a lot of Christmases in my life. This will be Christmas number 66. (laughs) And this is my 41st Christmas serving as a pastor. I know the story. I know Luke 1, 2, 1 through 20. I know the details of the story. I know that it doesn't say donkey in it. I know that it doesn't say there was three kings. I know these things, you know. It just says three kings. I've been over this over and over again. And every year we as pastors go, what, what new word could we bring to the message of Christmas? And we just bring the message of Jesus because that's always the best news, right? So I've, I've been over this thing pretty well. But this year, for the first time, the word all all jumped off the page to me. I mean, I knew it was there, but for some reason this year the word all just kind of came alive to me. And I wondered why that was. Maybe, maybe it caught my attention because God has been giving me more and more of an awareness of, of people around me who do not know his joy or his love. I have asked God for years to give me more of a, a heart for those who are far from God, and, and God has been answering that prayer slowly in this last year, year and a half. 
Maybe it's because God has given me more of a heart for those who don't know the good news of Jesus and he's actually opened up a couple little doors of opportunity to get to know some people who don't know him. And I I realize that God's message of love is for them too. And he's given me a little more of a heart for those that seem to kind of get pushed to the margins, even those who sometimes are part of our church, who, who or live life out on the edge that is difficult. And rather than wondering why they made bad choices, God's given just a little bit more of a compassion. And so perhaps that's why this word all jumped off the page. Maybe it caught my attention now because God has been giving our church more of a love for the people in our community. We're beginning to make some strategic little connections in the community. A lot of it through our garage sale, which has been a wonderful thing. Talk about the joy of gone, right? We clean things out and we dump them on the church. And people spend money on them. It's amazing. But that money is empowering some ministries. It's drawing us together. People are getting a sense of what our church is about, that we don't just play church here, but we're about giving. We're about sharing the love of Christ. Maybe that's why all jumped off the page to me. Here's a verse we've heard over and over again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And maybe we can just rewrite it a little bit. You're not supposed to rewrite scripture, but we can explain it. For God so loved the world and all the people in it, (laughs) and all the people in it, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's the good news. It's the good news for us individually when we come to know Jesus and we know his power to change and transform. But it's the good news for other people too. It's a good news that not only comes to us, but a good news that can come through us. And that brings a deep joy. Not an instant ticket to happiness necessarily. Sometimes, but not always. But it does bring a deep joy. And that encourages us to listen to others. And where are the places that they're experiencing some hard times? And maybe the time I have, I could relate to them there. Rather than coming to them as the Bible answer man and Mr. Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, maybe I could say, you know, I know exactly what you mean because I walked through that difficult thing too. And let me tell you how God showed up. Maybe he can show up for you too. That's joy. Not always a happy, happy joy, but it's a joy that truly only Jesus can give. I want each of us to think, all of us from the oldest to the youngest, the little kids here too, who is one, just one person, one person you could tell this week about how much God loves them. One person you could tell how joy is something a little bit deeper than happiness. And maybe if you're afraid of actually telling that, maybe it's one person you could, you could say just a little bit about why Jesus makes Christmas special for you and it's not just the gifts and the fun. Or maybe it's one person you could say, all you could say is, hey, do you want to come to my church on Christmas Eve? A whole bunch of our people are going to be out of town, but a lot of good people are going to be there. <laughs> and we'll tell you about Jesus because I'm going to tell you about Jesus next Sunday night. One person you could invite, just one. One. Will you think about that, all of you, and and pray about that? One person to tell, one person to invite. In just a few moments, we're going to sing that wonderful song, Go Tell It on the Mountain, and that reminds us of our call to do that. It's what the shepherds did and what we're called to do as well. 
And let's think about that now. Let's pray about that one person that God might have for you. Who are this kid's parents, anyway? Oh, that's my grandson. Sorry, Orrin. Sorry, Silas. <laughs> They're busy being Mary and Joseph. What a great place to run around, the church, huh? Would you tell people that this is a place where children are valued and loved and welcome and we don't get irritated with them because they are full of life? Will you tell people that, too? I'm giving you a lot of stuff to tell people. But that's where joy and happiness come together sometimes, huh? Yeah, let's pray. Lord, we do rejoice in your many good gifts. We love these kids, Lord. We love the message they've given us. We love the songs they sung. They bring us a deep, deep joy, Lord God. But I pray that you will remind each of us, no matter how old we are, those places where we've experienced a deep joy that maybe isn't happy, but it's a deep joy to know that you're real and know that you're active. And bring that one person to mind, Lord, that we might share just a little bit of good news and an invitation to know your deep joy, Lord. We pray this all in your name. Amen.